Are you ready to slay your giants, conquer your fears, and pivot into your future? The time is now for you to be all God has created you to be. It will take intentionality, reflection, and movement. Are you ready to do the work to win? My guests and I are ready to speak life and purpose into you. Well, let's get to it, giant players. Hey, Slay the Giant family, it's Ashley, and I am back for a check-in. I wanted to just talk about some things um, that have been going on in my life, things that have been happening across the country, things that are just going on. I feel like this is the time to kind of talk about it. I was um, just studying and, you know, thinking or um, just kind of reflecting on the last few months. And I said, you know what? I need to check in with my Slay the Giant family. And so I truly see you guys as my family. Um, I appreciate you guys responding and um, commenting, sending me messages. And I want to continue talking to you and um, us growing together, having whole, you know, guest co-hosts and that kind of thing. Um, sometimes life gets in the way of some of the things that we really want to do, but I am going to get back into podcasting. And I'm also get back into some writing, some writing that I've been doing. So I'm just looking forward to all of the great new things I'm going to be bringing out this year. And um, I'm just looking forward to all of the things that uh, we're going to do. Um, So um, just checking in, I have not uh, done a podcast in a very long time. Um, Many of you know that I took a three-month break, um, and that was to rest. Um, and restore my body, also restore my soul. That is very important as a minister, um, as a person (laughs) who is very um, involved in my job and my career. And then also just, you know, making sure that I had things in order. And sometimes to put things in order, you got to take a break. Um, I often say that, you know, versus quitting, we got to rest, rest our body, rest our minds, rest our spirits, really take into consideration what's happening around us, really take in the season that we're in, feel what we need to feel for that moment. Because a lot of times we just go through life and we don't pause, say la. We don't take that break. It's it's not by chance that we have, and we find several scriptures where Jesus himself rested. You know, when he was creating uh, the earth, the world, he rested, that he took a day of rest. He, he had a Sabbath. And um, so I'm encouraging you um, to take some time to rest, to recover, um, because we have had some challenges this year. We've had some things uh, we've gone through um, that maybe you not, you've not even shared with other people, but you've gone through it. And because you've gone through it, you got to take time to recover. You got to take time to assess what happened. You got to take time to understand the lesson that you need to learn and what you need to do to move forward. Um, it is very important that you take time to reflect, that you take time to um, just pray and ask the Lord, what is it that you wanted me to learn and how is it that I'm going to grow? And then what are the next steps for the next season? Because I truly believe that God orders our steps. He's intentional about our future. In fact, our future is sure. And He is uh, he's very much aware of where he's leading us. We're not here by chance. And um, we're here by order, divine order of God. And I, I just believe that he 
is going to order and direct our steps as the word says. And so we have to take those breaks say lie, to say, Lord, what is it you want me to do? What, where, where do you want me to go? Am I in the right position? Because some of us, we may be experiencing some uh, turbulence, some, uh, we, we call it warfare. And sometimes that comes when it is time to make a shift, to make a move. Maybe it's a location move. Maybe it's a ministry move. Maybe it's something that you need to be doing. Uh, Maybe it's someone you need to minister to. Maybe it's as simple as the Lord is telling you to take care of your body. Maybe the Lord is telling you to take care of your spirit, man. Maybe he's telling you to go back to school. But whatever it is, we got to take a break, pause, and so that we can hear and truly uh, hear what the Lord wants to say to us. So I just wanted to say, I took a little break and I'm grateful for it. I just got back into preaching about a week ago, actually about two weeks ago, I preached for a woman's conference at our church um, where Evangelist Joyce Barnett tore it up. I mean, this woman of God is just a preacher's preacher. Um, And not only did she preach, but she prophesied. um, And I'm not going to tell you her age, but this woman of God um, does not look like her age at all, but she just flows under the anointing and prophetically, um, she just spoke some things into the lives of our people and into my life personally. So it was a blessing to actually sit at her feet and listen to what, you know, the Lord had to say through her for my life. And I received every bit of it. In fact, I am holding on to the word that she gave. Um, and I'm believing that God is going to, God is going to continue that work and um, continue to work that word out. And then I also preach on the same theme, um, Reverend uh, Pastor Paulette Bowman, a mighty woman of God from Bloomfield, tore it up, talked about um, the, the coming of the Lord and how we need to ready ourselves and, and how God is restoring us back to him for, for his return. And so it was, it was just an awesome way. And it's so interesting that when you can get three different sermons, but they all interwove together. Um, and it was like, almost like we were almost speaking to one another because scriptures aligned and, and, and different, um, things that we said, strategies, tools, whatever. Um, it was very much in alignment with, um, the word of God and what we um, each had to say. So I, I thank God for that alignment through, throughout that weekend. But that was my first time preaching. And for whatever reason, uh, Sunday after I started preaching, um, I needed to rest a lot. And so I realized that that long break of, of that three-month break was necessary. Um, but sometimes when you get back to doing something, um, it takes a little bit more effort when you get back into it. But I felt my Holy Ghost. I felt the Holy Spirit in that place. Like I, I just felt the fire of God. I was jumping, I was preaching, I was shouting. And I just believe it was a clear word of restoration for the people of God and what we needed to do to restore ourselves, that repentance, that um, giving it all to God, that prayer, that yielding to the spirit of God. It was just powerful, just powerful, powerful, powerful. Um, so I, I am so grateful for um, that opportunity. And then uh, the following week, I uh, went to Columbia, South Carolina. It was my first time preaching in South Carolina. And let me tell you, those folks prayed, preached, sang with me. We had church. <laughs> As they would say, we had some good old foot stomping, shouting church. And I just believe that 
Um, when you yield yourself to the Lord, he'll just work through you. Let me tell you, the Holy Spirit flowed. The, there was prophetic ministry. There was laying hands. There was just the preach word that was powerful. My brother traveled with me. I um, love when he travels with me because it's such a, a big help and a blessing. And we pray together and he encourages me in the word. And so it was just good to be there. I was there with um, a pastor in uh, South uh, Columbia, South Carolina, Pastor Collins and Lady Collins. It's an awesome couple in the Lord. And um, we just had a time. We just had an awesome time in the presence of the Lord. And I even got to see some kinfolk. That's awesome. When you travel, uh, sometimes, you know, when you're traveling to a new area, to a new space, um, it's unfamiliar. You don't know the people. You don't know anyone around you. So it's always good to have that familiar face. And I was so glad to have my cousin Stephanie and my auntie Brenda there um, to greet me, to love on me. Um, so I'm so honored that they came. It's nothing like family. And, you know, I haven't seen them in a few years, but you know what? We pick right back up where we left off and I'm going to make it my business to see them and connect with them even more. And that's the part of the reset and that recovery time that I took. Um, it was also to kind of think about what my values are and the kind of things I really want to focus on over the next year. And family is definitely one of those things. So I'm just looking forward to spending time with them. But let me tell you, as that TikTok video says, we had a time that night. I mean, Holy Ghost took over. We 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 danced. We 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 definitely gave it our all, and it was a revival. And truly, I feel like the body, um, that Church Agape was revived, and just God just moved in mighty ways. Let me tell you, I mean, people were, um, you know, prophesying and, and praying and speaking in other tongues, and it was just an, a just an, a powerful time of the Lord. And I just. I know that church is, God has great plans for that church. God's going to do so much more than we even anticipate. In fact, I'm going to be going back there very soon. So I look forward to that. I look forward to being a part of that ministry. It's a blessing when they invite you. But when they invite you back before you leave, <laughs> it's a true blessing of the Lord. And I just thank God for uh, the doors that he opens and the ways that he makes. Um, I thank God for um, speaking my name in rooms that I'm not in. You know, only God could do that. And so we honor the Lord for what he's doing in the life of my ministry and how he continues to open up doors and just make ways for me. Um, I, I also want to kind of talk about um, something that kind of was on my heart for a little while, and I'm just going to talk about it and then we're going to move on. <laughs> and this was the movie Honk for Jesus. I don't know if you saw the movie Honk for Jesus, but... Um, I was encouraged to watch it, <clears throat> but there were several things that I saw in it that kind of challenged me. Um, it is satire. It is, um, you know, for entertainment purposes. Uh, some people laughed and uh, some people said they were appalled at what they were seeing. Um, some people were saying it's sacrilegious. I mean, there's so many uh, opinions and feelings about this show about this actual movie. It's on uh, Peacock. Um, but, uh, you know, I, overall, what I took from it is, this is how the world sees the church. This is their perspective of the church. This is how they feel about what we're doing and how we present ourselves. And someone said, well, we know they, we know how they look at us. And, then, you know, it to see it in color and to see it in video, it was eye-opening, you know, to see, okay, that, you know, the church has definitely take on, took, took, taken on this celebrity mindset. Like we have 
preachers who are, you know, personalities that we actually look forward to seeing. Um, we don't even, we may not even know the name of their church, but we know who they are. We know their names because they're in Hollywood. They are, you know, they are the who's who. Um, and so we know them. Um, and that is very unique um, for the church because that's not, how, that's not how it's always been. Um, and so a lot of people were saying, you know, to see the, the pastor, you know, boasting about his cars and boasting about, you know, all of the clothing. And you saw the closet with all of the different items in the closet. It was interesting um, to see, um, you know, their lifestyle on display. And so, you know, we see that. We do see that, you know. Preachers are not afraid to kind of boast about what they have and, you know, what God has provided for them. Um, it's, it, you know, preachers are not afraid to do that. And I, I truly believe that um, that God wants to bless his people. I, I believe that God wants to increase us. I believe that God wants his pastors and preachers and ministers of the gospel people, lay people. He wants all of us to be blessed. Um, but is it excessive? Is it too much? Is it, are we being boastful when we show it off, you know? And if the world is saying something about it, then we have to examine our actions, our behaviors. There was a lot of um, image. He was concerned about his image. He was concerned about the way people looked at him. Um, when the parishioners were in the church and they were talking about the church and some of them start to start telling truth about the pastor and what was going on, he kind of looked at them like, mm -mm, you better be quiet. Like, you better not say nothing. Um, and so that kind of came up because a lot of times churches don't want to have that bad image and no church wants to have a bad image. But, um, I think, um, you know, are we more concerned about our image than, um, identifying with the image of God? Are we more concerned about branding and marketing who we are than we are with just being the church that Jesus wants us to be? Um, and so we get caught up in that a, a lot because you see other ministries doing it and it looks like it's drawing in people. It looks like they're bringing in people, but is that what God has really called us to? And I believe in marketing. So don't get me wrong. Sometimes if you don't market, people don't know where you are, who you are. But uh, have we allowed this marketing to become um, the thing that is drawing people more than Jesus? You know, is it our great flyers? Is it our great uh, TV commercials or the things that people, is that what is drawing people to Christ or is it actually Christ himself? And so we have to be mindful that we don't become a church where we're all about the image. We're all about what we're showing to the world, but we are really should be the church that looks like Christ, that lives like Christ, that talks like Christ. And I think that is the best way to draw people into the kingdom of God is our Christian behavior, our Christian, um, our Christian actions, they're going to see us on a day-to-day -day basis and determine, do I even want to know their God based off of the way they act, the way they treat people, <coughs> the way they behave? And so um, we have to think about that. Um, another thing that came up was scandal. Oh, my goodness. Um, this was a big part of it, started from the beginning to the end where the preacher um, was clearly, um, you know, doing some things he should not have been doing and getting involved in some things he should not have been getting involved in um, and ultimately started to pay people off um, in an effort for it not to go public, in an effort to quiet the people um, versus um, bringing healing to the situation. 
versus bringing, um, you know, restoration to the people that were involved or hurt. Um, really, really, really um, shed light on um, how some churches have these scandals that are becoming um, a major part of the um, the identity of that local church, which is unfortunate. Um, and so um, preachers are human. Preachers make mistakes. Ministers of the gospel, prophets, apostles are human. They're going to make mistakes. They may have falls. Um, however, we also have to recognize that we got to come to a place of repentance. You know, we have seen so many preachers um, fall. We have seen um, so many preachers be on these blogs and we've seen them on um, these different shows and they're talking about, you know, um, all of the different things um, that are happening in the church. And we see the fall. But we also, as the body of Christ, needs to see restoration. We also need to see healing. We also need to see uh, the fact that, yes, this person is human. They made a mistake. Let's not make a big scandal about it. Let's pray about it. Let's make sure that person has the support they need so that they can recover uh, from the things that they are going through. Because, I mean, I, you know, let's not be uh, naive to think this has not been happening for many years. It's just that, you know, Back then, they didn't have social media. <laughs> you know, back then, they didn't talk about all of these things on, um, you know, blogs and all that stuff uh, because it just was not um, known. And so it's just very important for us to recognize that for all of sin and come short of the glory of God, yes, but we also have to come to God with a repentant heart and say, Lord, you know, I've done this. I've made this mistake. I repent and I'm not going back into that lifestyle. Come on, somebody. I'm not going back to do the things I used to do. I'm not going back to who I used to be. And so that is one of the major um, things is scandal. And then um, also we want to highlight the first lady. The first lady is a ride or die chick. <laughs> she is riding for Mr. Sterling K. Brown, Regina Hall, riding for him. I mean, like she is going to every event with him. She sees all of it. She sees him talking to different. She sees all of the stuff. She sees it all and she stays and she is determined to get the church back to where it want, it needs to be. And she's determined to follow her husband's leading, no matter how wrong he is. She's following him. And often in that, in the um, storyline, she is not referred to by her name. She is not called by her first name. It's first lady. Um, and so that also came up as if she didn't have her own identity. She didn't have her own um, style, her own, you know, her own, uh, I guess, path. Um, in, in that, in that video, in the movie, it was very important to also recognize that there was a, an element of competition because when all of this stuff took place with the scandal, um, there was a church down the street that opened up and they took a lot of their members and, uh, their plan for, you know, their great grand opening was on the same day as this church's opening or reopening rather. And so it was just interesting how they went in to meet with those pastors to talk to them about, you know, potentially changing their date um, and how important it was for them to uh, reestablish their church and get people back into their, their church on big time Easter Sunday. They were making it about them, 
they're making it about their agenda and not necessarily God's agenda, which is very interesting. So the movie has a lot of things that, that it highlights, but the point that I took away with, uh, or the, the point that I kind of walked away with was, my God, this is the way the world sees the church. This is the way they see us. They see us as um, scandals, full of scandals. They see us as, um, you know, uh, people who are um, one way in the pulpit and another way at home or have, a, a you know, a different kind of life. They see us as um, folks who are in competition with the church down the street. They see us as, you know, um, not having a full identity of who we are. Um, just this big show. It, it was this big show. Um, and so I took away uh, the fact that I don't want to be that. I don't, I want to be the church that Jesus died for. I don't want to be the church that um, and God wants uh, us to be. And so in order to do that, we really, really, really have to get a new vision. We have to get um, a new understanding of what the church is and how we want to operate and not get caught up in the trends and the fads of what everyone else is doing, not get caught up in, in what everyone else is doing in ministry and making it our own. It was interesting. I attended a conference this weekend, a young youth conference. And, you know, when, with youth conferences nowadays, we tend to like, oh, we got to have the right ambiance, the right atmosphere. And so we turn the lights down low and we, you know, have lighting and we do all of these great things. But, you know, is that really what we need to do? So it was interesting that when the preacher got up, he was like, I want you to turn the lights on, all of the lights. I can't see a thing. I want to see the people of God who I am ministering to. And that was very interesting to me. So going back to my thoughts, and there's nothing wrong with lighting. We do lighting. You know, my church does lighting. Nothing wrong with it. But I, I think where I'm going with this is <clears throat> sometimes we just need to revisit um, keeping the main thing the main thing and not so much worrying about the extra things that are trends, that are fads, that are, you know, that, that quote unquote, they say, you know, appeals to younger generation and appeals to young people. We just got to do what the Bible says and be who, that, who God calls us, us to be. Another great thing that happened, and I know that I'm going through different things because I just feel like I miss my folks. I miss you guys, and I want to share what's on my heart. Um, so this is the last thing I'm going to share, and this was so powerful. I cannot tell you um, how happy I am to have seen it, to have witnessed it, to have been alive um, when this day happened. Um, and so um, it's awesome. Um, that uh, Bishop T.D. Jakes this weekend handed the baton to uh, Mrs. Sarah Jakes Roberts, a powerhouse, a woman of God who has a powerful testimony, who was not afraid to share her story in front of hundreds of thousands of people. And then God used her testimony to spearhead to catapult her, to accelerate her ministry because so many people, um, her testimony had resonated with them. Her testimony um, was one that they said, oh my gosh, I've been through this same thing. I've, I've gone through this same thing in life. And so um, Sarah's powerful, powerful testimony is what launched her ministry. So this is what Bishop T.J. says. He says, Sarah Jakes, Sarah Jakes Roberts, I knew this moment would arrive the minute I saw you grow from my baby girl into a leader in your own right. I knew in my heart of heart that God called you into woman's empowerment. And now the moment is finally here. 
So I'm honored to pass the torch on to you. I know I will be amazed at what God will do through you. And I will be your biggest cheerleader as you have been one of mine. This is my vow to you. I will always be there to put my coat over you for as long as I live. And I'm gladly so. For as I decrease, I will watch God increasing you. Bravo. Bravo, Bishop Jakes, because this, um, we don't see this often where um, there is a actual succession where someone passes their mantle, their giftings, their influence, their anointing over to the next generation. One thing he said when he was giving his speech about handing it over to Sarah was that it wasn't because her last name was Jake. It wasn't because she was his daughter. This is not an inheritance. This is a God anointed, aligned uh, thing. This was this was something that only God could have done. And it's because of the grace and the anointing that lies on Sarah. And we've seen what God has done in this woman of God's life through Woman Evolved. So Woman Direct Loose has evolved and now will speak to a different generation. And I believe and I pray that she includes all the women, all the generations um, in the next conference um, that's coming up. But I just was so happy to see this transfer of anointing and the grace. And it happened to be a woman of God. Hello. God is uh, shining. God is, is anointing daughters. God is laying his hands on daughters and opening up doors for his daughters. Hallelujah. His sons and his daughters will prophesy. And so we are glad that this last day harvest includes the ladies. It includes the woman. It includes, hallelujah, thank you, God, women from all over the world, from different backgrounds, nationalities, faith. Uh, it just includes God's woman, God's girls. And so we're thanking God that this has happened. I'm so excited. I can't even get the words out. <laughs> I'm just so excited for what God is doing and that it's happening. And, and, and Bishop Jakes is going to be an example to others around the country, because I believe that this is going to be something um, that is now a trend because, you know, for so long um, when people want to pass things off to other people, when, when pastors want to pass things off, they always think I'm passing it off to a man or, but maybe there's a woman that God is raising up. Maybe there's a woman of God that God is saying that this is the woman for the hour. This is the door that she needs to go through. This is the opportunity for her to go through. Um, so I want us to consider that. I want us to thank God for what God has done in Sarah's life. And if he's doing it in Sarah's life, I know he's getting ready to show up and show off in so many other women of God's life across this country, across this nation, for the glory of his kingdom, for the glory of God. So, Slay the Giant family, I just want you to know I love you. I missed you. I can't wait to be back. I can't wait to share testimonies and stories and just give um, all glory and honor to God. We're coming back this season and we're coming back with fire. Um, I pray that you are blessed and I cannot wait for your feedback, comments. Um, hit me up on social media. Uh, she Slays Giants on Facebook. Um, uh, you can also see me on Instagram. She Slays Giants there. Um, I'm just so blessed. Giant Slayers Conference is coming up. Whoop, whoop. Uh, November 18th to the 20th. It's going to be powerful. We have some things coming out very soon. Can't wait to tell you about it. So look out for that information. Uh, talk to you soon. Giantslayers.org. God bless you. Thank you for listening to Slay the Giant podcast. Thank you for being a part of what God is doing. And if you would like to leave a review, please do so on Apple Podcasts.
Also, please email us at slaythegiantpodcast at gmail.com. Look forward to talking with you again. See ya.